Welcome to Thinking Reimagined. Thinking Reimagined is a unique platform for thoughts provoking intergenerational dialogue in a diverse and inclusive setting with a focus on impactful change in the global workplace and community. Our stakeholders' conversations aim to spark thought, leadership, curiosity, engagement, collaboration, and learning amongst individuals, teams, and beyond. Enjoy, Enjoy this episode. episode and subscribe to Thinking Reimagined on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and other outlets. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Thinking Reimagined podcast. I am Nifemi Ogunture. It's a special one, and we're talking about attaining equity and equality. And we are also featuring the Equity and Equality Scholarship Awardees on this episode. It's a long list of one your future surveyors, and I can count 10 of them. 2022 is the big year. We are given scholarships to 10 future surveyors. And if you're here for the first time, it's in honor of the first and only uh, female surveyor general. And we have a special dedicated episode as to this particular uh, individual, the first and only female Soviet general of Nigeria, uh, Mrs. Olayinka Omolabake Adekoya. Well, I'll be introducing the ladies to you in a short while. Dr. Ama, there's no better time to talk about equity and equality, particularly when you consider that women groups across the country uh, now picketing the National Assembly. This is perhaps the sixth day asking that the lawmakers rescind their decisions and their positions on the gender bills. Nifemi, you know, this is a very special topic to me, and I am so glad that we have the opportunity to welcome the 10 recipients of this year's um, Equity and Equality Scholarship which is in honor of a woman that I hold very dear to my heart and um, a woman that is very influential in my life. I know she's late, but she continues to play a role. Um, And what can I say? We've just had Women's Day. This is Women's Month. We're talking about equity and equality and looking at the things that we must do to bring about equity and equality, not just in Nigeria, but globally. Um, We've been talking about breaking the bias. We recognize very often that the discrimination that women endure, whether it's um, in the area of employment, in their families, in their community, lends itself to women not being able to achieve at their level. So I am thrilled to have these 10 young ladies young future female surveyors. And I believe, I've always said this since last year, amongst these women whose lives we've impacted and continue to impact, I believe lies the next female surveyor general of Nigeria. And I hope to be there that day when that person is elevated to that position. So welcome, ladies. Um, I can tell that the numbers have increased from last year. Uh, perhaps you can walk us through the process of um, having um, the, the 10 recipients emerge. 
Well, the way it is, is that we opened it up this year to anybody, including the ladies who were here last year. So a very first cohort had six young ladies and one of them has graduated. Um, love Gade. So we wish her all the best. Um, the ladies here, amongst others, had a chance to respond to the question that's been featured, featured, excuse me, why are diversity and inclusion important in the field of surveying? And we had a chance to review the responses. And uh, these were the ladies that were selected um, through a process that included the Adekoya family reviewing and uh, making a selection as well. So there were quite a few people who had a chance to narrow it down. So we're, we're absolutely thrilled because we know that the idea and the concept of diversity and inclusion is very critical if you're going to have equity and equality. You know, diversity is the, vari the variables, you know, they're women, they're men. Um, people tend to think of STEM themed professions as male dominated, it's absolute rubbish. Men and women can do the job, they're capable of doing it. Um, it has been proven by the late Mrs. Adekoya and it's been proven by these wonderful ladies that we have here today. Um, and at the same time, we also need to make sure that workplaces and universities are inclusive. So when you talk about equity and equality, you must also include diversity and inclusion and, and that they have a sense of belonging when they're in these areas. So let's ask the young ladies, you know, what makes, uh, what makes this a special occasion for them and uh, what are they looking forward to as the forebearers right now of the equity and equality um, scholarship? So who's going first? We have quite a huge number here. Adiola Anthonia, Alaska Nuthorn, Anu, Ayomide, Olauko, Cynthia, Fifeze, Helena Okwe, Melvina, Olisa, Ugechuku, Stephanie Yoboka. Uh, welcome everyone. Who's going first? Please feel free to raise your hands and um, just go ahead with your expectation as regards um, this particular scholarship program. And what exactly are you excited about? Alvina, let's get started. I really, I'm, I'm really, I'm very happy that I, I, I was chosen for the second time, and it's, it's really been a journey since the first year, and second year it's gonna be wow. I'm already used to the system assignment has to do, have to complete it, present myself in a professional manner online, and be the person I have to be. Just push on, do better, speak up, and so this mentorship program and the scholar, I expect a lot. I expect to change professionally. Yes, I expect to change. I'll be a graduate this year. So I really, I'm looking, I'm looking up to, I'm looking up to Dr. Alma and um, some other persons in the field too. I, I want to be better. I want to do more. So yeah, I expect to change a lot. Yes. Thank you. It's wonderful. It looks like Adeola's hand is up. Go on Adeola. I remember the last time we had a podcast that Dr. Amma was telling us that our one year is over. I remember the question she asked me that it was, why am I looking so sad? Yeah, that first year was a wonderful one. Like what I did not even expect from the scholarship came through, the, like personal developments. 
it went a long way for me. It made me see the world in another dimension entirely. So this year, I am really grateful for the opportunity once again for me to develop myself. I really appreciate Dr. Ama for everything she's been doing for us so far, even though sometimes we tend to prove stubborn to her, but she has been there. So we expect her and her mentorship and everything so that we'll continue to grow. Thank you very much. You're welcome. The excitement is infectious. Can we hear from someone who is joining this program for the first time? Well, Stephanie has her hand up. Go on, Stephanie. I really hope to get a lot of exposure whenever I meet lecturers to like tell them that, okay, when they are going out for site jobs, I would like to go with them so that I can get experience and know what's going on on the field. That it's not just here in school, you just teach us one thing, two things. You don't even really teach us much. So they will not be like, ah, you're a woman, are you sure you can? Anyway, no problem. They'll have my number in their phone for like ages. They won't even contact me. So I'm really, really hoping that I would get exposed to this program. And I'm really, really excited for the assignment and other things that we're going to be doing. Thank you very much for this opportunity. Thank you, um, Stephanie, for that. Nifemi, did you hear what she said about lecturers saying they're going to give opportunity but not getting back in touch with her? I mean, how do we cultivate and get rid of this imbalance? Because I'm sure her male counterparts are getting opportunities. You know, I was going to follow up with Stephanie. Stephanie, do you have female lecturers in school? Yeah. Yes, we do. We have like about three or four in there, yes. Do these female lecturers, do they also give you the same vibe? Like, oh, as a woman, no, what no, are no, you no. looking for on the field? No. <laughs> One of them is actually always following us. Like, she's always following us in class. Us because we're just going our class out of phase two. So we have a lot of guys with just four girls. So, that does the girl the, the female lecture is always like people should protect your girls or take care of them. Anything you're doing, show them the way. You know what? Just forget about it. I'm concerned. I'm just more concerned about these girls. These girls, see, let me just tell you, people have to be going to the field. Like, don't just don't look at these guys, don't look at them because they're going to just think that people can't do anything. Prove them wrong. That, that's what our female lecturers are always like trying to impact on us. And um, so we actually, like, she used to go for field work when she was in school. She said that she was one of the best in her class, and she came out with a very good second class upper. So she's always encouraging us and always checking up on us to see if we're doing well. So the point I was trying to make is, if the male lecturers are not going to consider you for field trips, so why not explore the female alternative? They say women, women helping women, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, but she doesn't go on those field books anymore. She's now like fully in the GIS. Oh, I see. Dr. Ama, what can we do about all this? Um, what appears to be a continued um, discrimination against our female uh, future surveyors? You know, I know that this issue also uh, came up sometime last year as regards the, you know, the perception that female are meant to just stay in the classrooms and they don't have the, you know, 
they don't have the capacity to explore the practical side of their study. Well, you know, Nifemi, I'm glad you brought up this question. And I was actually going to ask the young ladies, um, especially those who have not spoken, to share with us what they think should be done um, to, to handle this, I mean, to make the change, because really a change in the mindset is one thing. But what do you do when you're in that situation? How do you get yourself noticed? And how do you get them to call on you? So they have to learn to network as well. You know, networking is a critical part of one of the things that we work on with the recipients of the scholarship is how do you network? Uh, last year, we were able to create a network in-house. And at the end of the year, I could see that many of the young ladies had connected. But how well are they networking within the institutions of learning? because they have to actively break the barrier. So young ladies, tell us, how are you networking? How are you making sure that you get that opportunity that you rightly deserve, even if you're a female? You're there to learn, you have a right to education, and you certainly have a right to go in the field. So let's hear from some of those who have not spoken. Um, Faith hasn't said a word and uh, I can think of Helena offhand and also Ayomide. Ayomide, you're a one-year veteran, so to speak. You've been around for a year. So tell us, what are you doing? Good afternoon, okay. Dr. Um, uh, I won't be able to speak right now. It's quite noisy and I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> okay. It sounds like Ayomide is um, on a site and um, not able to turn on her camera and speak for long. So. Obviously, she's doing some field work. Uh, so who else is there? Anu, join us. What are you doing to network? Okay, good afternoon. I guess um, basically for me, is making sure that um, we don't just allow the male to do most of, um, is it to be at the forefront, doing most of the work, maybe um, getting actively involved you know things relating to surveying maybe on field making sure that you are also actively participating and in class making sure you're also actively actively participating also not making sure it's only the males that are doing it i guess that's all all right so basically i mean i agree with her you have to speak up you have to participate and you have to make sure that you you get the opportunity to be in the field and to contribute. We know from studies that diversity is very critical in the learning process, in the work process. So building that muscle for discussion and participation is absolutely um, critical. Anyone else who wants to talk about how they're getting themselves involved in raising their visibility? Helena, join us, Mal Malvina. Malvina has a hand up and then we're going to Helena. All right, thank you. I'm trying to bring up myself in the department. We are six females, one female dropped out. We are five females in the midst of 21 boys. So we are actually 26 in the class. And it's quite easy because I'm the kind of person that I do well in smaller groups. Because when, when we are plenty, I tend to shy off. But when we are small, I bring up my leadership skills and stuff like that. So it's quite easy for me to bring up myself 
go for classes, talk to lecturers, both male and female. And our lecturers are this kind of persons that they don't discriminate between females and male. They, they would push you to do um, survey practicals. They would all, always want you to come to them play your challenges, what do you want? What do you want to learn? They are always open. And there's this particular lecturer that brought um, brilliant students together that he, we are about nine that he's coaching and he brings job opportunities. That was when I had my first opportunity to work in a cannabis construction company. He was the one that led me there and the survey of death who was not he was not the kind of person that, okay, you're a female, you, have, you don't have to, do, I, when I went to the site, he gave me instrument to carry, he gave me trackboards to, to, to carry, so I was there and I worked and the opportunities were just, it was just there, just, it's just for us to, 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 to catch it and just go for it, don't, don't just stay back and say, okay, because you're a female, you don't want to just go for it and then you see that the opportunities are there for both the female and both the male. So I've been able to connect with my lecturers, even lecturers outside of our universities, I've been able to do that. And lecturers outside, lecturers that I don't even know from school to most of our lecturers and then normal, anybody I just see that is a surveyor, I go up to him and say, ah, I'm a student surveyor. I would like to join you one day to work. They say, ah, no, Allah, come now. And those kind of things. So it's, it's quite fun to see that there are surveyors that also wants to train female. Like when I did my IT, I don't know this man from the beginning, but then when they connected me with him at Bayasa State, he's at Bayasa State and I'm in Oka Anambara State. When I made a phone call with him and he made a video call and saw my face and said, okay, no, Allah, I'll accept you, come to Bayasa. He made provision for accommodation, provision for IT tuition fee. And when I went there, it was blast. Like I had fun working on site and everything. It was just, at least, but, but then you can see the differences in um, some persons that does not want to see a female survey or see a female in the field. Yeah, it was among the shell, it was among the shell construction, uh, um, the workers, shell workers that I saw that. When, he, when the shell surveyor came and he was like, he saw a female surveyor manning the instrument and he was like, where is your boss? Why are you doing this? But then he was, after, after monitoring me and stuff like that, and he was like, ah, you're good though. And he just gave me a thumbs up. And that, that's it. So um, I'm really trying my best because I, I want to, I really want to strive in the profession. Yeah. Exciting experience, um, Melvina. I also think that um, what Mervina is saying is that there is such a passion and willingness that would drive the networking that Dr. Amma is talking about. So we can't afford to be laid back. We have to show a measure of enthusiasm in what we're doing and also go all the way out. So I, I read a message earlier from um, Ayomide. So um, coincidentally, Ayomide, is currently on site. So even though you can turn on your video, you can send us a message as to how you got on site. Maybe that can also help and give some substance to the ongoing conversation. There are still quite a couple of ladies who are yet to speak. Please be free to explore this conversation beyond what we're currently saying. If there are challenges or going through, uh, we'd like to hear them as well. As, we guess, as well as um, what you're looking forward to during this program. I'm not sure we've heard from Adiola Antonia, have we? So Adiola, I'm it's your you. turn. Well, I, would like to, I would like to hear from Helena. I can see Helena there. Helena, tell us about your experience and how we can go about creating equity and equality 
in the field of um, surveying, but actually beyond that, because I don't want this conversation to be narrowed to just surveying. We need to think about creating equity and equality in our communities, in our schools, in our places of learning, in our workplaces. So Helena, share with us. Like I have learned so far, the fact that I don't have to be intimidated or go behind by the fact that I'm a lady. But there have been a lot of difficulties because there's always this saying that, that a man is more better than a lady. Even in strength and knowledge. But I am standing to prove that wrong. Because even if it's not easy, sometimes some lecturers are not easy. Even if they don't say what they should by their attitude, that they don't. And it's really so bad because sometimes I have to think about it and I feel that. But as time goes on, I mean, yeah, I'm open to learn more and to be able to talk to them. I'm so I'm sorry, Helena. You said something about feeling bad. What What are you feeling bad about? That you're a woman, or that you want to learn? Okay. Well, I, I on my end, it sounded like you're feeling bad. But if you're proud to be a woman, then head up and take your place at the table. Take your bench if there is no if there are no seats, and uh, make yourself known. You've got to seize the opportunity. You've got to change people's mindset. It's really up to each of us to change people's perception of us as women, because we are capable. There's no such thing as a man can do it better. You can do it better. You can do it just as well. You deserve the opportunity. You have the opportunity, so use it to your advantage. Does that make sense? But you do need to work to network. You need to hone in on your skills for networking. And you need to build that self-confidence to speak up at all times. And if you feel that you're being relegated to carrying instruments or sitting in the background or bringing them files or doing the report, recording, then you have to speak up and ask for a chance to actually take measurements and do all of those kinds of things that everyone else is doing. It's your Absolutely. right, it's your birthright, it's your human right. So you, you have to take that position and move forward with it, yes? It's the only way that we can achieve equity, the only way that we can achieve equality. You know, those women who are out, you know, out there picketing, or they're not picketing, uh, what's the word I should use? Canvassing for the equity bills to be heard and reversed is because they know that this is the time. If we lose this opportunity and this momentum, then we carry on with what is already existing right now. And that does not put women in the proper light. Yes, Faith, go ahead. Okay, I think we need more programs like this because it really helps. Like for me, I'm a very shy type and me participating in this program has really helped me. And I think I can encourage others because I find it difficult to speak up or even ask questions. But for now, I think I'm getting myself back and I'm really enjoying it. Wonderful. Do you speak up in your class? No, because I'm a shy type. Okay. So it sounds like we need to work on giving you that confidence and to recognize that you own your space. The space you have is yours. You own it. You have a gift. 
You're not in surveying to just sit in the classroom and listen to other people. You have contributions to make. And to make those contributions, you have to speak up, own it. It's yours. It's in your hand. Great. Your future is in your hand. What you do with it is in your hands. So make good use of that opportunity. Start by having conversations with your professors. Start by knowing your teammates. So you build that muscle. And then you need to start speaking up. Absolutely. You sound like a brilliant, well-spoken woman. Yeah. Yes, Adeola. So what I wanted to say was that um, we shouldn't limit ourselves just to the academic aspect of our departments. There are some other activities that we can also engage ourselves with, either politics or anything, for us to make our voice aid out there. Like, let's say they are participating in departmental politics. You can just speak up a post when you know that you'll be able to function well, you'll be able to speak up for even if as a lady, as a woman going for such posts, you make this kind of fairness, you have, like you make it known to people, they will see you and then they will see a practical example of what women are supposed to be doing in the field too. Absolutely. We also have a message here uh, from Ayomide. Uh, from and Ayomide says, I've had great people around me uh, both male and female. I'm presently on internship at a surveying firm, and I remember telling my classmates that I'm being taught from the scratch. They exclaimed and said, now we're supposed to learn that one. It's very interesting that they don't mind me leading. On the other hand, I've met people who would turn it into a competition. Not because uh, you're better, than them, but because you're a female, who's better? What I don't know is I love myself, uh, a healthy competition, and I'm always up for the challenge. I also would like to point out here that um, it's very important that as future female surveyors, we do not um, accept the gender challenge before it comes. Uh, so I have met ladies who would say, uh, um, I, I didn't get this because I'm a woman. I also think that is not completely right. I remember when I was serving at the, what's it called? At the NYC camp, you know, I started at Greek in school, but I had this passion for broadcasting, for mass communication. And I told everyone who came to listen that when I get to camp, I'm going to join the OBS. That's what they call the Orientation Broadcasting Service. And guys, I went there like 20 times and I'm not even kidding. I kept going, I kept going and I kept going. I think there is such a thing as being passionate about something and going for it. So I'm imagining that there's another lady who wanted exactly what I wanted, but went there just like twice. I mean, she could have convinced herself that I didn't get the position because I'm a lady, but that wouldn't have been accurate. She wouldn't have gotten the position because she did not want it badly. You know, it was Dr. Ahmad who said, ladies should get a seat at a table, but if you don't get it, come with a bench. And the thing about the bench is it's longer than a chair. I mean, you can occupy more space if you really want it. I actually do not think 
there is any gender limitation if you are passionate about it. I can't even say it around me, I'm sorry. I mean, I work in a place where most of the directors are women. I mean, most of my bosses are women. I can't even imagine it that anybody in this country today would say the reason why they don't have what they want is because they are women. So I'm hoping that that is going to challenge someone and inspire someone to just go all out for whatever it is that you want. It really doesn't matter. I think you're going to get it. If you really want it or not that, you know, you're laid back about it. This is the Thinking Reimagined podcast sponsored by Allied Empowerment. Allied Empowerment Consultancy offers leadership and innovation through bespoke human development solutions, brain-based leadership and coaching. Allied Empowerment empowers business leaders, teams and individuals to intentionally accentuate desired outcomes built on trust, curiosity, psychological safety, engagement and communication. Allied Empowerment, thriving in a sustainable and valued manner. wanted to add something to your comment, um, Nifemi, and I, 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 I thank you for what you shared with the young ladies. They don't know that story. I happen to know it, and I, I'm so thrilled that you're in a place where you continue to thrive and, and you're doing brilliantly well. But the reality is, for us as women, um, and I speak as a woman who has always had um, opportunities and I've, I have not been raised with gender bias and well let me not let me scrap that I have felt bias even as the woman that I am today I'm quite aware of the biases that we women face and as a woman I can't deny it and some of the biases are invisible they're there that you just don't see them and that sometimes prevents women from rising to the pinnacle of their professions um, but what I want for these young ladies is for them to be aware of those biases and to rise above it, because that's the only way we can have equity and equality. They all have opportunities. You know, somebody said that she's a bit on the shy side, so she's not speaking up. She's not really being at her true self and showing the full spectrum of who she is. Now we have to work on breaking that because she probably has the best opportunities available to her, but she's not maximizing it. So really we want women, young ladies to maximize all opportunities that come to them. We want them to learn about networking. We want them to have mentorship. And then through that, they will get sponsorship. We want them to know what at the core is their passion. So passion is, as you stated very clearly, passion is really key because when you're passionate, no one can stop you. You will rise above any hindrances that are placed in your way. But um, we have to be honest, there is gender bias, there, is, uh, there are stereotypes, there is discrimination that women experience. And it actually starts with young girls. And it is one of the reasons why we have to change the structure. We have to change the mindset of what it means to be a girl, what it means to be educated, what it means to take a seat at the table, what it means to work, what it means to be economically um, independent. All of those things are viable and opportunities for all women. Um, I know that our time is almost running out and we've got a, a male guest here, Alaska 
inform. But we haven't heard from Cynthia. Cynthia, you've been extremely quiet, as well as doing. Speak to us. Let's hear from you. We're celebrating you. Good afternoon, ma'am. Good afternoon. Um, first of all, I want to say thank you for this opportunity. And I'm looking forward to learning a lot. Plus, I'm the only lady in my class. We are like 45, I guess. That's to say we have 45 boys and I'm the only lady. So sometimes I find it hard relating or like getting along with them. I don't know, it's, it has really affected me since from 100 level, actually. The practicals, the field works, they, they only give me record. I only do recording. But deep within me, I want to learn. I want to do more than just recording. So can I ask you, Cynthia, how can we support you so that you have the place that you need to do more than recording because clearly you're not in surveying so that you're only doing recording. Do you have female um, professors, lecturers? No. No, so no. you're in a school where it's all male? Yes. Is there another woman in a STEM engineering field that can become your um, mentor? Are there any other women in the science field? There is a lady in 500 level. Mm -hmm. We're quite close. Okay. All right. But what about female lecturers in any other science field, whether it's engineering, chemistry, science, maths, you know, all of those? I, I don't think we have any. You don't think you have any? Yes. Well, yeah. So do you speak up in class? I mean, do you participate? Or do you wait for them to give you, do they, you wait for them to give you the assignment or do you request that you be given the opportunity to lead the group? No, I've, I've never requested to be, to be the leader. There you go. You have to request to be a leader. You have to request that. You have to let it be known. I want to be a leader. I'm not here to just record. I want that opportunity. I deserve that opportunity and I can do it. All right, ma'am. Thank you. You have to break that bias. Yes? Break the ceiling. Yes. Wonderful. Um, Melvina wants to say something. Yes, ma'am. Sorry, I just wanted to advise Cynthia. It's, it's interesting that she's the only female in the midst of 45 boys. That should make you a leader. That should put you in front as the only female. Cynthia, I'm talking to you personally now. As the only female, you should be ahead. When they're saying, let's go for practical, you are the one that, ah, boys, carry on, let's go. Yeah, 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 ginger. You're supposed to be ginger to be in front. You're supposed to be ahead. <laughs> Sorry for my language, but it's, it's sweet and it's interesting that you're the only female, but you're not doing anything. You're relaxing about it, and that's no good. For you to strive in surveying field or any other field, you have to be really... You have to have this passion for surveying. Always want to be in front. That's, that's just it. Be, be agile about it. Thank you. Thank you for your input. Faith. Okay. I think the society have to allow women to do what they want to do. 
to like give them the same opportunity, just like the male, so that we can be able to speak up and rise to our full potentials. Societies, they are always giving us how to live our life, what to do. A woman is not supposed to do this. A woman is not supposed to do that. And it's really affecting women. It didn't really help us because when they are being, we are being limited to that extent, we don't contribute much to the society. I think we have, the society has to allow women to speak up, to say their mind. So Faith, if I can just jump in right away, you know, this narrative of the society allowing women is something I've heard since, um, since I could distinguish my right from my wrong, I mean, my right from my left. But I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. And I'm going to tell you why. For the first time since 1999, we saw the first lady approach the National Assembly to lobby certain gender bills. Um, the vice, the wife of the vice president also was there. In their very presence, the, both houses voted overwhelmingly against female, you know, bill. So here's the point I'm trying to say. I'm saying there's a generation, there's a new generation of women who, are, who don't mind what the society is going to give them. I mean, just imagine 2022 and majority of the men in the National Assembly are not desirous to vote 35% affirmative action. They don't want to give new seats, you know, dedicated to women. They don't want women who, who are married to husband in other states to claim indigenship of such states. That's how people think in this country and in this generation. However, there's, I think the way we look at it is more important than what it is. So it's like the analogy of whether the cup is half filled or is half empty. For instance, someone in this conversation said, I'm the only lady in my class. That is an advantage. That is a visibility advantage. So what, what does she do? She prepares herself to be the best because if she's the best at what she does, she has more advantage than the other 45 men to be visible. It's not just about desiring leadership, it's equipping yourself for leadership. What are you doing more than the person by your side? I, all, I still would stay with that point that if we keep looking at the gender challenges, we're not going to make a way forward. We need to start thinking beyond the gender bias. I think the, the alternative to breaking the bias is focusing on ourselves, developing ourselves to become the best we can be. And you'll be amazed that this society thing wouldn't matter. See, um, our economy is getting to a point where it's about your capacity, yeah? It wouldn't matter whether you're a woman, if you are more qualified, if you are more qualified. See, buildings, buildings in Lagos now, not even in Lagos alone, in Nigeria, across the country, buildings are collapsing. You heard about the building collapse in Lagos last year. So the attention is shifting to quality. It's not about whether you're a man or a woman. If you are the best in your field, people will listen to you. People will bow to you. 
But you don't say, because I'm a woman, I'm not putting in my best. That's the biggest disservice you can do to yourself. So the society is not going to give you anything. That's just the fact. That's the truth. I think you are the one that would take what you desire from the society. If you keep waiting for the society, a society where male lawmakers are not voting gender bills, we're going to wait forever. What we now need to do is become the best that we can be. And I think, see, well, maybe because I'm not in your field, but I happen to work in a field where it really doesn't matter who you are. It matters what you can do. And if you hold the mic and you outperform the other person, I mean, you get the job. That's the possibility I see, by the way. And I think that if every lady can see that possibility, it wouldn't matter what the society thinks. It would See, if we have, there is a filling station now in Nigeria called Bovas Filling Station. And if you're conversant on Twitter, you will see that Bovas began to trend during the first scarcity. Bovas is led by a woman. And they said that's the only filling station that decided to sell fuel at the appropriate price and make it available and not hoard it. You don't think when the opportunity arises for leadership, people will not rally around that woman and say, well, she's done it before. She can do it again. She can lead the public service in this regard. That's what I'm talking about. She's a woman in Nigeria where everything isn't working, but she's leading an organization that is working. How is she doing it? She's doing it not waiting for the society to become better. She's doing it irrespective of the society. And when the opportunity comes, she's going to lead. And people are going to rally around that. That's the point I'm making. So let us, let us leave behind this idea of waiting for society to give us the, okay, how is Dr. Ama speaking in this, in this society of ours? I mean, how is she doing the things she's doing? And she's a woman. So we can't wait until things, you know, lines fall into place or everything works together. We're going to do it irrespective. And I think that you ladies have the capacity. In fact, the fact that you are, you are in school already shows that you are desirous of a better life. I mean, there are many ladies who, who do not even aspire education at that level. So you are there already. If you're the only lady in your class, come on. There's no bigger advantage than that. If you're good at what you're doing, you're going to be visible. And it's, it's a bigger advantage than every other person. So let us, let us forget the vibes we're getting from the society. The only way it would change is when we develop ourselves to be the best we can be. And then nothing, and I'm telling you, for real, nothing, nothing will stop you. Does it I make absolutely any agree. Yes, it does. And you're absolutely correct. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you, sir. I agree with you. So ladies, I mean, what we're talking about here is your sphere of influence. You have to build your capacity. So you have a sphere of influence. You have to build yourself. You have to recognize you have a place. You know, it's the reason why I make the joke about taking your bench if you're waiting for the men to give you a seat at the table it's not going to happen you have to go and take that seat yourself you walk into a room with a group of men if you watch me I go straight for the seat no one is taking the seat that I have my eye on and I sit down and I say what I need to say whether they like it or not is not my business I am myself I know what I'm here to do and you put that forth I have a sphere of influence I've built a sphere of influence I've networked and I know what I'm here to do. You have to know your value. What is your value? What is your potential? And that is what you put forth every single time. 
Let me give you a brief history. International Women's Day has been around since 1911. Women have been fighting for their rights, for the right to vote, for the right to have a seat at the table, for the right to do what they want to do. Women's Day started, well, Women's Day, the UN recognized Women's Day started in 1975. 1975, we're still discussing these issues. But if you look around you, there are women who are impact. They're women who are getting things done. They're not waiting for someone to give them an opportunity. They're not waiting for government to do the things that we think government should do. Every single person has the potential. Every single person must put that forth every day. And that's how you bring about the change that you want each of us coming together collectively to achieve the change that we desire. You know, when we have that change, then we can start to look at the issues of inequity in pay. It does exist. Many of you will get into jobs where the men that you have similar qualifications with or you're performing the same job will earn more. That's another level of inequity that we are dealing with in the world. And it's going to take some time. So the um, World Forum last year put out a report that it's going to be 108 years before we achieve gender parity, but it's going to take us 275 years before we close the pay gap. We have to do this incrementally. Let's stand up. Let's take advantage of the opportunities that come our way. Let's be intentional in what we do. So I am hoping that Cynthia moving forward is going to let them know I am a leader. I'm going to lead a group. I'm going to take the, you know, take the measurements, you, you, you point at the person who is going to do the recording, take your place. It's not about waiting for that proverbial table. It's about doing it right now at this moment. That's how you bring about change, ladies. It's time to go. Get your passion, build it, build your capacity, have your sphere of influence and you can make the change that you desire for yourself and for others. Absolutely, absolutely, Dr. Ama. I mean, uh, I think I love this. Do not show us the quote again, and I'm just going to end with it. Women should take their seat at the table, and if there are no seats, bring your bench. Bring your bench. I mean, I love it so much. Bring your bench to the table. And I'm going to wrap up by just calling your attention to the Russian-Ukraine war, which has now, you know, made global oil prices skyrocket. And it's also beginning to have some adverse effect on aviation fuel in Nigeria. That's why the tickets fee are now, you know, overboard. See, the systems of the world is pushing us to a place of meritocracy. We're getting to a point now where it doesn't matter who you are. Can you offer the solution? I mean, it's getting really bad now that it really wouldn't matter whether you're a man or a woman. The question will be, can you solve this problem? So what we should now do is we must strategically position ourselves as problem solvers. And there will always be a room for us. We must never get to that point where we seize personal development you know, because we're women. And that's why we have someone like Dr. Ama here. In the coming year, she's going to be here for you i i don't know what the plan is maybe on a weekly or a monthly basis you can always ask her all the questions and i'm sure that you're in safe hands i want to say a big thank you to live abundantly for coming up with this laudable project 
I want to say a big thank you to the Adekoya family for financing it. I know, Dr. Hama, it's more money now with 10 recipients, right? It certainly is, and they're committed to keep it going. So each of these ladies is receiving 100,000 naira towards their tuition. And of course, they're going to have mentoring and coaching with me. And um, we will be bringing in other speakers um, to join and um, provide their insights and their knowledge. But before we go, Nifemi, can we just have a word from Alaska Mfam, who joined us? He's one of the guests. Maybe he has something that he would like to add before we sign off very quickly. Are you with us, Alaska? Yeah, I'm here. Good afternoon. All right, Alaska. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Did you have something you would like to say? Because we're getting ready to sign off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually here to support a friend. I, oh. Yeah, I'm supporting a friend. What, well, what's your friend's name? Faith, is it? Hello, Faith. Oh, wonderful. So I'm actually a graduate of Geoinformatics and Surveying. And actually a copper as well. Wonderful. So wonderful. Um, I've, been, I've been following up the uh, the stuff from the beginning till now, and even everything from the onset. It's been encouraging, and I love it. Uh, for the ladies, I think the issue ladies have is just the waiting aspect instead of taking aspect. So instead of you taking the seat, you wait for them to decide for you. I we were sixty four in my level sixty four and five girls and at point almost 20 something drop around out of that 20 something no girl was among uh. so no girl was among so it was encouraging and at this at, at the end i discovered that all the girls graduated and graduated uh, 2.1 that is second class upper that was encouraging so they didn't wait for us to decide for them we go to few work the way they chance us in few we must do this we must do that so they even give us chance to like, uh, you want to operate the instrument by yourself, they do it yourself. And I think the other thing I see in surveying aspect is that some girls, some ladies shy out from manning instruments that they, they divert to aspect of it. But it's also encouraging at the same time. But what I see is that women should take the stand. They don't wait. I think there was a time, I mean, years ago that the federal government had to decide for them they have to take the five percent and they were encouraged they were just happy no why not go for 50 50 or more than that we were just happy taking the five percent instead of you uh, aiming for 50 50. so it wasn't forthcoming and if you see now on political aspects out of 100 you see 10 percent of women out there and even that 10 percent they are being struggled with something else powers out there are struggling with them to bring them down and other things. So what I want from the ladies out there and they want some scholarship here, force yourself ahead. Don't wait for us men to decide for you. Don't wait for us men to always want to decide for you. Just force yourself ahead. If you want to know how to manage instrument, force yourself to do it. You can do it. There's one saying in surveys that when once you're in survey, you're no a woman, you're a man. So if do something and show the world that, okay, I'm doing something. I have female lecturers and they are encouraging. You see them walk, you see them talk, they're, they're good. So my encouraging to ladies is be your best. Just don't give up. Don't allow the men to overcome you. I know men can want to overcome you, but forge ahead. Thank you. 
Thank you, Alaska. Well, thank you. Thank you, Alaska. But I will say this, please, regardless of what field you are, you're a woman and you're not trying to be a man. You're just a woman. You are a woman doing what you wish to do. Not a woman becoming a man because you're in surveying. We are women. We want to be women and recognize as women. Women rock. And we're the bedrock of this world, of this society. Women, women, women. And Nifemi has two daughters and they are dynamic young women. And I can only imagine what they will be in another 15 to 20 years. Thank you, Nifemi, for what you're doing with your girls. Thank you, Dr. Ama. A big thank you, Alaska, for your contribution. Adiola, Anu, Ayomide, Cynthia, Faith, Lavina, uh, Stephanie, and a host of others that have joined us online today. We really appreciate you. We're back next week with another exciting episode. I am Nifem Yukuti. Congratulations to all the equity and equality recipients. We look forward to a great year together. Bye for now. This has been a Thinking Reimagined podcast. The executive producer is Dr. Amma. Co-producer Peter Amon Boyle. And it is moderated by Nifemi Okuntoying. The podcast is edited by Nelkan and supervised by Dun Sokwa. Thinking Remarchant emphasizes the importance of transformational conversations, which have as their aim the bringing about of the rich diversity of thoughts and, most importantly, powerful and applicable effective solutions and change. The views, opinions, and contributions of the panelists are exclusively theirs and do not reflect the opinions of thinking reimagined producers or personnel. Thank, Thank you, you for listening, listening and we, we hope, hope you, you have enjoyed, enjoyed this episode. episode. We invite you to subscribe to Thinking Reimagined on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and other outlets. We look forward to presenting another riveting episode next week. Think and Reimagine podcast is produced by Live Abundantly. We welcome your thoughts and invite you to visit our website, livesabundantly.com. Or you can follow us on social media on Live Abundantly 8. Think, Think and Reimagine, changing the mindset, the mindset for, for a better global, global society. society.